Faith, Hope and Love, Episode 110, the 21st Sunday of Ordinary Time, Year B. The readings this weekend remind us that God is faithful to us and that we should not let challenges stop us from trusting in God's care and protection. In the first reading, the people wisely choose to continue trusting in their God rather than chase after false idols. They remember the care and protection God gave them in the past and they continue to trust in God. The psalm also reminds us that we should continue to sing of God's praises and God's gifts. God has made a covenant with us like a husband and wife make a covenant with each other in marriage. It is one of equality and looking after the needs of each other because they're truly a part of each other. In the Gospel, Jesus challenges the people with his revolutionary teaching on the Eucharist. Some of his followers are horrified by it and turn away, refusing to follow him anymore. The apostles, though, refuse to stop following him because they rightly say, where else could we go? You have the words of everlasting life. It is so important, especially in times of difficulty and challenge and change, that we all continue to remember the graces we have received, to give thanks for God's gifts and keep trusting in God's wisdom and guidance. For Jesus does indeed have the answers, even though he leads us through new and often very challenging territory. This is Faith, Hope and Love. Turn your ear, O Lord, and answer me. Save the servant who trusts in you, my God. Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I cry to you all the day long. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. Brothers and sisters, let us acknowledge our sins so as to prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. You raise the dead to life in the Spirit. Lord, have mercy. You bring pardon and peace to the sinner. Christ, have mercy. You bring light to those in darkness. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of good will. We praise you, we bless you, 
O God, who caused the minds of the faithful to unite in a single purpose, grant your people to love what you command and to desire what you promise, that amid the uncertainties of this world our hearts may be fixed on that place where true gladness is found. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Joshua, chapter 24, verses 1 to 2, and 15 to 17 and 18. Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem, and summoned the elders, the heads, the judges, and the officers of Israel, and they presented themselves before God. And Joshua said to all the people, If you are unwilling to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served in the region beyond the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Then the people answered, Far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. For it is the Lord our God who brought us and our ancestors up from the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, and who did those great signs in our sight. He protected us along all the way that we went, and among all the peoples through whom we passed. Therefore we also will serve the Lord, for he is our God. The Word of the Lord Taste and see the goodness of the Lord. I will bless the Lord at all times, his praise always on my lips. 
In the Lord my soul shall make its boast, The humble shall hear and be glad. The Lord turns his face against the wicked, To destroy their remembrance from the earth. The Lord turns his eyes to the just, And his ears to their appeal. They call, and the Lord hears, And rescues them in all their distress. The Lord is close to the broken-hearted, Those whose spirit is crushed, he will save. Many are the trials of the just man, But from them all the Lord will rescue him. He will keep guard over all his bones, Not one of his bones shall be broken. Evil brings death to the wicked, Those who hate the good are doomed. The Lord ransoms the souls of his servants, Those who hide in him shall not be condemned. Taste and see the goodness of the Lord. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians. Chapter 4, verses 32 to chapter 5, verses 1 to 2 and 21 to 32. Brothers and sisters, be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ has forgiven you. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children, and live in love as Christ loved us, and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Be subject to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, Be subject to your husbands as you are to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, just as Christ is head of the church, the body of which he is the Saviour. Just as the church is subject to Christ, so also wives ought to be in everything to their husbands. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her in order to make her holy by cleansing her with the washing of water by the word, so as to present the church to himself in splendour, without a spot or wrinkle or anything of the kind. Yes, so that she may be holy and without blemish. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as they do their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself, for no one ever hates his own body but he nourishes and tenderly cares for it, just as Christ does for the church, because we are members of his body. For this reason a man will leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a great mystery, and I am applying it to Christ and the church. The Word of the Lord Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Your words, Lord, are spirit and life. You have the words of everlasting life. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Chapter 6, 
verses 53 and 60 to 69. Jesus said to the people, Very truly I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. When many of his disciples heard this, they said, This teaching is difficult. Who can accept it? But Jesus, being aware that his disciples were complaining about it, said to them, Does this offend you? Then what if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the Spirit that gives life. The flesh is useless. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. But among you there are some who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the first who were the ones that did not believe, and who was the one who was to betray him. And he said, For this reason I have told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted them by my Father. Because of this many of his disciples turned back and no longer went about with him. So Jesus asked the twelve, Do you also wish to go away? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom can we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. The Gospel of the Lord In the first reading, the people are faced with a decisive question. Will you keep following the Lord... Or will you go after other priorities and other values, false gods? The response of the people is very telling. We have no intention of deserting the Lord our God, because God brought us and our ancestors out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. And God worked those great wonders before our eyes and preserved us along the way. This is a wonderful example of the people remembering the people are calling to mind in a very clear way the blessings and graces of the past. If we do not keep remembering the gifts of the past, we will almost certainly fall by the wayside. We must keep thanking God and remembering the countless blessings and graces that God has given us already along our life journey and in every single day in big and small ways. Then we too can say to the Lord, We have no intention of deserting you, you who have done so much to support and accompany us along the way. And this leads us to, as the psalm says, Bless the Lord at all times. His praises always on my lips. The second reading is jarring and challenging to our modern ears. But one line, I think, makes sense of all of it. For a man to love his wife is for him to love himself. A man never hates his own body, but he feeds it and looks after it. And that is the way Christ treats the church, because it is his own body, and we're all living parts of it. This text of the second reading is meant to be understood as acknowledging the equality and dignity of man and woman, and the equality of husband and wife encouraging people to put one another first and to treat the beloved as if one would treat one's own very self. 
The Gospel affirms Jesus as the source of all inspiration and grace. In the midst of this very challenging new concept and idea that he's presenting to his people, it really challenges the would-be disciple and follower of Christ. There is this simple reply, Lord, who shall we go to? You have the message of eternal life, and we believe. We know you're the Holy One of God. This foundational belief in Jesus, being our source of eternal life and truth, allows us to keep trusting, keep believing, and keep going ever deeper into our heart and soul, so that we will truly follow Christ, especially in times of challenge. In this life, we must constantly be alert to keep our faith alive. This requires of us a daily effort to live in the word of the Lord, to let that word form us and allow the word to convert all within us that is not yet completely given over to the Lord. This means prayer, private and public prayer, reflection on the scriptures, an openness to the formation and challenges of the Lord's words of eternal life, words that challenge and impel us ever more forward and out of our comfort zones. We walk humbly in the ways of our God. Many of Jesus' disciples said, This word is hard. The Greek word used in the original text of this gospel means the words of Jesus were hard to accept, not that they were hard to understand. The people listening to Christ knew exactly what Christ meant by his speech. They were just having a really difficult time accepting his message because it challenged them to the core. That puts an interesting extra spin on their reaction to Christ. Our Lord knew that his teaching was quite challenging and very difficult. He was inviting anyone who chose to follow him to make a full, active and committed choice and not just accidentally happen to follow him around because he was curing people and offering them as much bread as they could eat. His word is spirit and life, but it's also a way of the cross and requires a complete transformation of heart and mind to follow him. Jesus was clearly saying that unless you eat his body in the Eucharist and drink his blood, you cannot have his life in you. But the biggest challenge for the people who were casually following him was that Jesus was making the claim that he was the full embodiment of the life of God, and he was asking those who followed him to accept this and to submit to him as the absolute authority of God. Some were not prepared to do that. Also, Jesus was saying that following him meant the highest standard of moral life, of accepting and taking one's life and actions and the values and practices of the kingdom of God and making them their own, fully, completely, totally accepting the values of the gospel. People stopped following Christ not because they were having an intellectual difficulty comprehending the meaning of this teaching, but rather because he was challenging their lives. And it was requiring a change of vision and action that they were not prepared to make. They refused to follow him because they found his message too challenging for them. And they didn't want to change. Jesus goes on to say something else really important that puts a new perspective on our lives and actions. He says, The life-giving power is spirit. The flesh gives no help. 
It is important to make a clear distinction here. Jesus was using the words that indicate that he was not saying the body is bad or useless and that only the spirit is good. Not at all. In fact, in the incarnation, that is God becoming human, and the resurrection and ascension of the Lord in heaven, he shows us that the body is sacred and holy and is intended to be glorified by God in heaven. Naturally, there are many good things about society in our world today, and we're grateful for them and cooperate with them. But there are some strong values that are so dominant and so powerful in our world that if we were to accept them, it could make our lives really miserable. Some values in our world can send us down a path of futility. I speak, for example, of our wider society's excesses, like the cult of beauty or the cult of slimness just for the sake of it, the cult of exercise disconnected from the purpose of staying healthy. Again, there's nothing wrong with us taking care of our bodies and living healthily and looking after our resources. But For example, last night I happened to watch a show about celebrities and diets and how they're forced to do all these drastic diets to get thin for movie roles and premieres and how they've sometimes almost really damaged their health and how the tabloids comment constantly on the weight and looks of an actor or celebrity and happily splash some very uncomplimentary photo of a star without makeup or when they're on holidays looking heavier than normal and out of condition in their downtime or their hair's all messed up. I had to turn it off in disgust. Why aren't we heartily sick of this shallow concept of the true inner value of all people? And those reality shows, they constantly try to hook us in. I'm sure you've seen those shows where people are acting badly whilst travelling, like on an airline. Again, I switched off just the other day when an ad came on. Why have two rival kickboxers been booked onto the same flight? Why? I reckon because the public can't get enough of manipulated tension and scripted reality little bit of forced aggro is just the thing to give the show a boost in the ratings. It would not be deemed much of a show if it was a quiet day at the office. Even if unruly behaviour is approximately one in every 1,200 flights. So by far, the bulk of travellers are patient, respectful and polite, even if travel is frustrating and trying to everyone. Even the value of a person it does not take much to see that if you scratch the surface, in our society there are some very worrying values, saying things like, my value is only in my job, or my value is based on me being able to do things. If I can't do those things, I'm nothing. Or my value is what I own, or where I stand in the ladder of society. Jesus says that's not where our true value lies at all. But his words can be very hard to hear for many, and they refuse to follow. Jesus, thank goodness, doesn't water down his teaching in order to stop people from turning away. In fact, he steps up the strength of his message even more. He will not back down, and he won't water his message down just to keep popular. Thankfully, he turns to his apostles and says, Are you going to leave too? And St. Peter, surely inspired by the Holy Spirit, replies bravely and truthfully, 
where else could we go? There's nowhere else to go. You're the one who has all the words of everlasting life. You have the truth. Why would we turn away from that, no matter how challenging it is? May the Lord help us to keep following his ways, even when it's most challenging. Help us to reject all those values that are contrary to the gospel values. And may the Lord's life and gospel transform our hearts, minds and bodies. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Simon Peter asked, Lord, who shall we go to? You have the message of eternal life. It is with that faith that we acknowledge God's greatness and come to God in prayer. For the leaders of our church, for Pope Francis and all bishops throughout the world, that they may be true mirrors of God's love, inspiring others to do good. Lord, hear us. For those who represent us in public office, that their ideals may be inspired by the values of Jesus. Lord, hear us. For unbelievers, that they may be touched by God's word and the witness of Christians. Lord, hear us. For married couples, that they may respect each other and grow together in the love of Christ. Lord, hear us. For all who are in ill health and those who care for them, that the Lord will give them healing, strength and peace. Lord, hear us. For all who have died, that God will give them peace, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. God, all-powerful, the words that you speak to us are spirit and life. We humbly ask you to hear the prayers we offer through your greatest word, Jesus Christ, your Son, who is Lord for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, who gained for yourself a people by adoption through the one sacrifice offered once for all, bestow graciously on us, we pray, the gifts of unity and peace in your church. Through Christ our Lord, Amen.
the Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For by his birth he brought renewal to humanity's fallen state, and by his suffering cancelled out our sins. By his rising from the dead he has opened the way to eternal life, and by ascending to you, O Father, he has unlocked the gates of heaven. And so with a company of angels and saints we sing the hymn of your praise, as without end we acclaim, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. At the Saviour's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, says the Lord and I will raise him up on the last day. Let us pray. Complete within us, O Lord, we pray, the healing work of your mercy, and graciously perfect and sustain us, so that in all things we may please you. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. Faith, Hope and Love, a time of Christian worship and reflection, led by Rev. Paul W. Kelly. Texts are used for the purpose of worship and prayer for listeners wherever you are. The Roman Missal, Prayers and Chants, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English in the Liturgy. The Bible, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009, National Council of Churches of Christ, USA. The Psalms, copyright 1963, The Grail, Collins Publisher. Prayers of the Faithful, Robert Borg's Together We Pray, 1993, E.J. Dwyer, Australia. Mass. 
for St. Ralph Sherwin, Jeffrey M. Ostrovsky, featuring the Gloria, copyright 2011, www.ccwatershed.org, forward slash Charbonnel. Faith, Hope and Love, theme, 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13, original music, copyright 1996, Paul W. Kelly. For more details, please visit homilycatholic.blogspot.com.au. Production by Kelly Enterprises Resources. May God bless and keep you.